All right. It is Monday, and I'm here with Joe Teepy of the Strip CrossFit. Welcome, Joe. Thank you for having me. I said that right, correct? Yeah, yeah it's yep, teepee, just like the uh, Indian teepee, like wigwam, <laughs> as my parents always say. So, unique thing going on here. Joe reached out to me a couple weeks ago. We had a podcast episode all about Open Gym. Yes. And as typical Fern and I, we went on a tiny bit of a tangent, and we started talking about drop-ins. And Joe reached out to me on Instagram and said, hey, if you ever want to chat about drop-ins, we get a ton because, as the listeners may have guessed, the Strip CrossFit is based out of Las Vegas. Yes, yes. The uh, closest affiliate to the Las Vegas Strip. So I said, hey, Joe, let me let me do one better than let's hop in on a phone call and do a podcast. Roz and I are going to be in Las Vegas in a couple of weeks. Let's sit down. Yeah. So here we are sitting down. We also have some cameras rolling, which if you're listening to the podcast, hopefully you can check us out on our YouTube channel, Best Hour of Their Day. But Joe, myself, my wife, Roz, we all just got demolished by Muscle Anarchy Leg Day. So first of all, thanks, Joe, for hopping into that with us. Yeah, that was a little bit worse than what I would typically like to do on a Saturday. But I was like, hey, when in, when in Rome, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll do what they're doing. And you made me do something I didn't want to do, the... The workout called for some lunges. Yeah. And for the listeners that don't know, I'm only 41, but I do have arthritis, and my arthritis is in my big toe. And that may not, that seems like a laughing matter. It seems like no big deal, but it severely impacts you. If anybody has arthritis in their big toe, hit me up and let me know what you do for it. But I got a cortisone shot a little over a year ago. It helped, but really the only thing that it impacts are lunges. So I said to Joe, you guys lunge, I'm going to squat. Joe basically, in a very nice way, called me a little bitch, and then I wound up doing uh, Bulgarian split, split squats. Absolutely. The, the most hard version of a squat. So we came in here, Roz and I, you know, we're in Las Vegas. This is my first experience here. Roz and I are not crazy partiers, but we're out late for us. We got home. What time did we get home last night, Roz? Midnight. Midnight. Ooh. Crazy oh. night. Midnight. Yeah. Let's just getting started out here yeah, in Vegas. Yeah. That's like just waking up from your daytime, like pool nap, ready to finally eat like a quick sandwich from room service and then hit the nightclub afterwards. Well, no, we got back last night and Roz was like, I got 4,000 steps in or something. And I was like, that's it? But that was like the next day. Yeah. So, <laughs> but anyway, we, we woke up, I slammed a Starbucks, had a pre-workout, immediately jumped into a set of lunges and my heart rate skyrocketed so you guys got way ahead of me i sat down was talking to your other drop-ins from coda crossfit and boulder which was like serendipitous because we're you know wearing a roots crossfit yeah i'm wearing a crossfit roots shirt we were just in boulder we're you know thinking about heading out there so it's like a whole lot of craziness but anyway we're officially sitting on your casting couch if you will (laughs) this is black couch over here Raza will look that up later she doesn't know what that is but perfect better that she does (laughs) (laughs) as long as it's on the browser history (laughs) refresh clear your history um Joe, first of all, I have so many questions for you because this is my first experience to Vegas and it seems insane. But, you know, when you reached out to me about drop-ins, how many drop-ins would you say you get a year? Uh, Last year we had 2,700 different people, not like multiple days, but 2,700 different um, waivers that we filled out for the gym. 
So, you know, those boxes listen like, hey, we got a lot of drop-ins and people want to do their own thing. 2,700 is probably correct the most in the world. I mean, it's up there. I mean, I've, I've had some people visit from New York and in LA and different areas and they say that sometimes their gyms get up there. But like when I tell them the kind of numbers, they, they definitely kind of, they're a little starstruck, not starstruck, but kind of awe, like kind of mouth dropping that like, hey, like that, that's overwhelming almost. Well, yeah. I mean, our good friend, uh, Randy and, and Roxy live in Orlando and they coach yeah. for a CrossFit mousetrap. Yeah. And they get a ton, but I mean, that's got to be on par with with something like that. So I guess, first of all, a lot of questions about that, but I'm surprised because I'm in Vegas and I don't drink a lot. You know, we don't do anything crazy and I barely wanted to work out today. Yeah. So all these drop-ins are partying, but then still coming and work out? I think it's a Instagram worthy kind of thing, I guess you could say. It's like, hey, it's like. It's kind of like back in the day when you went to Hooters or Hard Rock and the only reason you really went was because you wanted to go home back to Ohio or Nebraska with your t-shirt. It was kind of, It's kind of that same kind of like grind it out, sweat it out, grab a t-shirt and then go back home and, and talk about like, hey, I was in Vegas for the weekend and still did CrossFit. So before I ask you about yeah. the financial implications and the positives of this, what's yeah. the craziest drop-in store you have as far as like has someone come in? been so wasted that they just throw up during the warm-up uh i've had a couple people stop mid-workout and kind of uh be done with it because they were a little hungover or they're asking for party aids or do you have anything to kind of clear a hangover and it, it's like you're almost like uh oh, do i even want this guy kind of doing it or do i just kind of put him on a salt bike in the corner and make him sweat a little bit uh, but well, he made us sign a waiver, which yeah. was probably smart, <laughs> which was smart. It would need a, uh, what's the, uh, almost need like somebody to be able to breathalyze when somebody walks in here for a 6 a.m. class. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> but so, you know, if someone comes in, have they been drunk during the workout? Have you seen I've never that? seen anybody drunk, but I mean, you can definitely, I mean, smell some people and, and kind of say, hey, like, I mean, take it easy today or like back it off a little bit on the weights. Like, don't go overhead with as much as what you would typically do. Um, but we try to cater also. Like, our weekend workouts are typically a little bit more cardio-based, less 225 clean and jerks overhead. Like, it's more, hey, let's let's move a kettlebell or let's move some dumbbells and quite a bit longer, more, like, cardio ones. Not only that, but, like, if somebody has a friend or, like, their buddy or their neighbor that they're meeting in Vegas, it's a little bit more, um, hey, come with me and do this workout. And I don't have to kind of – teach as much on those but you can still get a great experience with crossfit would you say you get more drop-ins on the weekend uh different types of drop-ins like um so i mean we are also the biggest convention city in the world yeah uh, our so, uber driver was saying that during the week you get a lot of tourists yeah. because of conventions. so we have to i mean i would say that we have two different there's two different kind of models of a drop-in we have the one that's here for work that wants to replicate what they would have done at home, which is their CrossFit workout, eat some breakfast, then go to their meetings. Um, then we also have the vacationer where they're here, they're going to go to a pool afterwards, but they still want to like get a nice workout in and be able to do something similar to like what they were doing prior. So like Monday through Friday, um, like 6 a.m., 7 a.m., and 8 a.m. can get pretty hectic, pretty crazy with quite a few people um, dropping in for that. Speaking of. Speaking of a drop in, we have one right now. Dropped in. How can I help you? How the hell walk? <laughs> yeah. Pretty crazy. While we're sitting here, we just uh, paused and came back. But you had someone 
Yeah, two Wanted hours after we closed. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Typically, there'd be nobody here at the uh, gym right now. But, you know, that's really the direction I want to go with it. This guy that just showed up, yeah. John from Ottawa, looked to be about 60 years old. Yeah. Well, you know, decent shape for a 60-year-old, but immediately, hey, I got my own programming. Yeah. So let's dive a little bit into that. <laughs> we'll come back. We'll circle back to the money thing. Yeah. How many of these 2,700 people that are dropping, and those are unique. Yes. I heard you tell John, it's yeah. 25 your first day, 15 any Correct. additional yeah, days. Yeah, I think that's that's our kind of not trying to beat anybody over the head type of pricing-wise. Yeah, is you're that, here for four days, hey, it's 100 yeah. bucks. Yeah, otherwise. I mean, yeah, otherwise, yeah, you're here, you want to work out four days in a row, and I mean, it's almost a full monthly membership. We're like, hey, like if you want to come in your first day, it's 25, and then any additional, I've obviously got to know you a little bit. I've got to watch you move a little bit. It's a little bit easier for me to kind of coach you day two, day three, and so forth, as opposed to that first day where I really got to ask a lot of questions before I put you under a barbell or before I send you out on a 4K run or anything like that and know that you can handle it. Day two or day three, it's like, all right, I've seen a workout or two. It's like I have an idea of – it's not watching you through the next movement, but I have a good idea of kind of what you're capable of, I guess you could say, fitness-wise. So – of the 2,700 unique drop-ins, how many of them reach out to you and say, hey, I want to come to your box, but I do my own programming? I mean, this guy, quintessential, you don't need to do anything other than yeah. whatever Joe programs at yeah. the strip. And you know, Fern and I have talked about it numerous times. Yeah. People are uh, – Roz hates that I go on these rants. But people <laughs> are dumb. Now, granted, we just came in here and did muscle anarchy. Yeah, and didn't do my workout for the day, but wanted to do his own. Didn't want to come in yesterday for bench press day, but he wanted, did a hotel workout. Part of that is we wanted to sleep in today. <laughs> but how many of those people are telling you, hey, Joe, can I do my own thing? Um, so, I mean, we're pretty good about asking what doing your own thing means. Like, I answer all the emails. I take those on my as my responsibility. Um, if, if you're asking me do your own thing as in like you have a little extra warm up, or you have a little bit extra cool down with some, uh, like different kind of muscle, uh, like accessory work, that's, that's different. Now, if you come in and you say that, Hey, like I follow comp trainer, I follow Invictus or I follow misfits and I, I want to set up a, a bench and a barbell and a wall ball and a box and everything else and take up a quarter of the gym and drop weights in the middle of a workout. I have two hours of the day where I'm happy to let you do that. Otherwise, I'll suggest a gym down the street that'll that'll allow you to do it that might have a little bit more space. How much money are you turning away every year by saying no to those people? Um, I mean, I've never sat down and thought about the exact dollar amount, but I mean, you're probably looking at a couple hundred bucks a week or more. I mean, sometimes they will uh, fit it into that nine or 11 slot. Um, or if they say that they can't come till the afternoons, um, depending on what the workout is and what it entails, I'll sometimes allow it. Uh, but it, it's a one-off, one-on-one kind of kind of gray area basis. Um, my biggest thing is is in, in getting quite a few drop-ins is that I don't want my members to feel second-rate to the one-day experience. And, and as much as I want the people to come in while they're on vacation and have the best one hour of their day while they're here in Vegas. My primary focus is my, my members and making sure that they don't feel that they're playing part of the role of helping out or, or basically making somebody else's experience better. I mean we try to kind of welcome everybody with the same like as a member but hey like 
we're not going to go through like, hey, this is John from Ohio. He's visiting us for today. Everybody say hi, wave, and introduce yourself. We go through our regular workout, and we, we are friendly, but he's one of our members for the day. Right. It's, it's a hard balance of, hey, we appreciate your $25, but these are the people that are giving me thousands Correct. of dollars over yes. the course of the, of the year. Yeah, and I mean as much as it is a nice added um, – benefit to our experience and to our um, like monetary over the course of a year and over a month, um, it 100 members is four times the amount of profit or money of our 250 drop-ins a month. Well, so, so let's well, let's break that down. You said 2,700 drop-ins of the year. Yeah. Of course, that's unique. And like we just yeah. said, you know, just doing the math, that's $10,000 if they're only coming once. Yes. Did I do that math correctly? Um, it, it breaks down to about $5,000 a month. Whoa. Okay, so you're making sixty grand a year simply on drop-ins. Correct. That's probably more than a lot of boxes are grossing with their members. Yeah. Now, of course, I assume, and, and you, know, you can't really see it. Obviously, if you're listening, you can't see it, but on the cameras... It's a good size space. Where you have three thousand square feet. Uh, yeah, r- little under three thousand square feet of usable gym space. Two beautiful locker rooms. Really nice locker room, showers, AC. The only box in uh, Las Vegas with air conditioning. Yes. And but but it, what I'm, my point is, it, it would be a little bit obtrusive for drop-ins to do their own programming. Correct. While there's class going yeah, on. The the setup is very much so that one coach can engage with everyone and, it, and there's no rig in the middle or kind of segregation of space but in that same capacity if somebody sets up a bench or sets up a back squat you are pretty much right in in the middle of the class yeah you welcomed us yesterday you know it's saturday now this episode's up monday but you said hey come in friday you can do your own thing in the corner and, and i didn't do that for yeah. that reason i knew you know, we went to the hotel gym because i didn't want to be in your way and again i don't want to be that you know, asshole Correct. doing my own thing in the corner. Gray Roz area. How- <laughs> yeah, gray area on a Friday night, though, in Las Vegas. Most people aren't working out. So I, when you said that, I was like, okay, like, we can make accommodations for a Friday evening. Now, if that was a Tuesday afternoon at 5 o'clock, I'd be like, no, join the class and do the bench press and suck it up and do the burpees. Yeah, <laughs> and, and for the record, Roz and I love to do, we're just in the middle of following yeah. some muscle anarchy, courtesy of Dave Lipson and Thunderbro. Because we're testing it out and doing some cool stuff with them and Camille. Yeah. But uh, I'm a firm believer no one needs to do anything outside of class. We even said we were having a conversation earlier. I said games athletes should do classes too. Yeah. Right? It's the motivation. It's the community. It's the trying to beat the person next to you. Sure, games athletes need to do a little more programming, the volume, et cetera. Yeah. How, how do you have that conversation with people? Is it simply, hey, no? go to the local box that allows you to do it or is it hey here's why i think you should do class um i mean i try not to delve too much down the rabbit hole with each person in terms of why why what they're doing is wrong for one day um but i'll sometimes i'll get on a not a high horse on a pedestal but like say hey like it's okay if you take one day off of this uh set programming and do some constantly varied non kind of dave castro was to come out and say hey we're squatting after you already did a squat workout the day before, yeah, big deal. Like, hey, you're doing what Dave says. Like, you just did a thousand overhead squats. If he tells you to do 500 more, you're gonna do it. If that's the next open workout, or if that's the next 
event in the CrossFit Games. Like, right. The CrossFit Games had Mary. The next day they had muscle-ups. Like, yeah. You know, and I heard Pat Sherwood talk about this years ago, the analogy of Michael Phelps, the yeah. Olympic swimmer, showing up to practice on day one and swimming, and then on day two showing up and saying, hey, coach, I see you got swimming written down again. Yeah. Uh, can we do something different today? Yeah. Right? But CrossFitters are like, oh, I can't squat two days in a row. Yeah. So, I'll, you know what? And, and to that, I mean, I'll, I'll leave it up to one of my coaches or, or myself. If you show up and say, hey, I got something else. And like you're like, hey, I just squatted yesterday. I might say, hey, instead of the squats, let's, let's do a deadlift. Or instead of, hey, you just did a shitload of cleans, be in the back row and do snatches instead. Right. And, and, that, and still participating in the class, but just like you would for somebody who broke their arm constantly or being able to adjust the workout to fit that person. Now, if they're completely adamant about doing their own and, and they do not want to follow it, great. We have two hours a day. Come in during those hours. Otherwise, hey, there's other places that you're more than welcome to do whatever you'd like and, and follow their rules. But unfortunately, our gym doesn't set up for that. Have you had someone come in, say, I'll do class, but kind of secretly try to trick you and do their own thing in the corner? Um, not to that, but like I've had like people like the weight will be like 115 pounds and then they'll throw 185 pounds on it. Like I need to go change, heavier. Yeah, completely change the stimulus. Um, but I mean, I've also been like wowed and shocked where I've also had somebody like we had a workout the other day that was a, a 95 pound snatch for high reps right after a salt bike and toes to bar. And instead of 95 pounds, he loaded 135 on his bar. And I'm like, oh, this guy's going to take three years to get through this workout. <laughs> and he was the first one finished. So I was like, holy shit. Like, okay. Like, so, I mean, it, it kind of plays both ways. Um, and I mean, I, I kind of, I mean, kind of take it as a, a case by case. I mean, if the person doesn't look like they know what they're doing, this guy happened to be a coach and I mean, kind of loaded it. And I told him the stimulus during our briefing at the board and he's like hey like and loaded it on his bar i'm like all right let's go like i mean i went i'm like this is gonna crush him and it didn't and i was like all right like i can be wrong too but i mean i've never had anybody like that i obviously being so close our biggest thing is is sometimes we'll get like the buddy who's like i want to like beat up my friend who's never done crossfit and they'll drag him with zero experience and it's snatches for the day or heavy deadlifts and you'll have 10 or 15 people in a class and it's like I'm watching a guy like turtle shell every single deadlift but he wants to go as heavy as his buddy and, and trying to not to spend too much time where you're actually not coaching everybody else because I'm correcting one person for the entire 45 minutes. And, and that's where sometimes the abusive part of the drop-in can kind of get a little like – Afray or, or kind of sideways is that yes, you who do CrossFit, I'd love to have you, but I don't want you to subject your buddy to a class when he has no idea what he's doing. And sometimes they're not honest in what yes. they actually do, and yeah. they're like, "Yeah, I work out all the time." And I'm like, "Do you do CrossFit?" They're like, "Yeah, I do like some high intensity, like some interval training." I'm like, "What gym do you go to? Where? What CrossFit gym do you go to?" And they're like, "Oh, well, I don't do CrossFit." I'm like, "Okay, well, shit, like." The workout today is snatching. Like now, I got to teach this guy how to snatch without being too rude to him. To say, hey, like I can't teach you in 15 minutes how to snatch. While we don't, yeah, while class. coaching 12 or 13 other athletes that want some feedback and want me to be engaged with them as well. And that's where kind of the it kind of comes in where you're a little like hesitant to accept those people. 
even though it's yeah it's twenty five dollars, but it's not going to give them the best experience. And now not only that, it's not also giving everybody else what they're paying for on their memberships. Well, let me ask you a couple more rapid fire yeah. questions about drop-ins. Do you charge other affiliate owners? Because that's a big question, right? Hey, I own an affiliate, and and there's a misconception out there like CrossFit's free for drop-ins. You know, if you're a member here or there, or I'm a level one coach, etc. Do you charge regardless? I do. Um, and, and I'm, I'm pretty firm. So. I'm pretty firm on the uh, that everybody pays a drop-in. Just like I mean, now if you're here for three or four days, typically it's hey, first one, then the rest are free. Um, it's a case by case. I don't I don't play it the same way on every single person. Um, but in in the same respect, I was just in Lauderdale for my um, cousin's wedding, and I mean the the owner was very adamant about like wanting to waive my cut. I'm like no, like hey, like here's the twenty dollars. Can I buy a T-shirt? Something along those lines to be able to practice what I preach. I guess you could say I, I don't want to charge somebody and then take away everything else. But at the end of the day. I don't visit twenty three I don't visit hundred and fifty different affiliates every year, nor could take advantage of that same type of return. Well, and I think something they overlook is, hey, we are just off the strip. I yeah. don't need to dive into it. I mean, you're welcome to tell us, but I'm assuming your rent is more expensive than some dude in, you know, Des Moines, Iowa. No offense if you're from yeah. Des Moines, Iowa. I don't know why I said that, Des Moines, it, Iowa. But point is it's maybe a little more of a suburb than the yeah. strip in Las Vegas. So yeah. your rent's probably more and you, you deserve to charge for them. Out, outside of Roz and myself, who's been the most famous people that have dropped in here? I mean, um, I mean not comparable to Roz, obviously. <laughs> but have you had any high-level CrossFitters or, you know, celebrities drop in? Um, no celebrities. I mean, unless you're talking like kind of like CrossFit-type celebrities. Um, but... Like Margot stopped by. She lives Margo here in Alvarez. Vegas. Margot Alvarez. Yeah, she's, she's been, been on the show. Best hour um, of their day. Allison, I'm going to forget her last name, um, from CrossFit down in Miami. Um, I forget. She's another like uh, regional athlete. Ralph or Ralph Durand from NorCal. Uh, but most the problem is, and I mean... So it's really Roz and I are your most famous drop-ins. There, right? yes. Yes, do absolutely. You wanna, do you want to... I think what you should start is like you ever go to those restaurants and they have the celebrities that have ate here on the on the wall. Do you want to take a picture the, of us? The the problem that I, on the wall? that goes back into the tangent though. Typically, those celebrity athletes all like yourselves all want to do your own individual. Oh programming. damn it, Joe! So I send you down the street to somewhere else, and I've I've had like Tennille Reed like a month before we opened. She asked if she could come to visit games athlete. Games athlete. Um, she's not Tennille Reed anymore. I think it's. Yes, name. Yes. But she asked about coming in, but again, asked about her own programming. And most games competitors are more than all of them are more than one hour. So there's so, you have that's a really fine line. Like I don't care. So let me Matt Frazier yeah. emails. You let him do his own thing or you send him down the road? Uh we'll talk. I we'll mean talk. it would be <laughs> hey, you have like these hours to be able to do it, and then I'd love for you to jump in and do the class or like Hey, like we're using all the racks for it. If what you can do takes up the corner area, sure. And I'll make some of those exceptions on a case by case basis. But without having an idea of what you're looking to do and what you're wanting to do in that in that open gym, it can be very tough. If we have 15 people and we're doing back squats out of the rack, the entire gym space is pretty much being used. Now, if it's a running interval with pull ups, maybe. And you come in and say, hey, I need the deadlift or I just need to row for intervals off to the side. 
sure, come on and use the rower for an hour or two hours, knock, knock it out. But I mean, it's, it's truly kind of trying to find out what their intentions are, what they're looking to be able to use. And then does it fit in with what we're doing and does it, does it affect the hour of the day of my members? Most importantly, and you know, I, I've heard Matt Frazier's a big listener of best hour of their day. So now That's he great. knows yes. like, Hey, depending on what you're doing, you yeah. can drop in here. Now I want to ask you specific questions yeah. about the strip cross from Vegas. Yeah. This is unique to me. Okay. Las Vegas is crazy. Okay. Like there was people up at midnight last night, Ros, they're yeah. wasted, they're drunk. What's the average member do in Vegas here? Like what are your so, members? I mean, our members, our location, we are close to the strip. So 90, I should say 90, probably 75% of our members work somewhere on the strip. They either come before work or after work. They either work in a casino or one of these like businesses very close to the strip. Do they complain about the smoke in the casino? Because that's a little for someone like me I hate it yeah what, I mean most of our members don't like like we don't have anybody that really works in nightlife um, like well, we have a couple like like nightclub pe- people that work in nightclubs as like cocktail waitresses and, and VIP hosts and like restaurant servers and stuff like that but we only have one like like cards dealer so I mean we you have get, someone that does that yeah um, and I mean he doesn't really complain about smoke or anything like that but I mean obviously there's different times where like during like the World Series, where like I won't see him for like three weeks because he's working. That's at the Harris, eighteen hours. Right? Yeah, oh, Rio over at the, oh, Rio. the Rio. But he'll work for eighteen hours and then try to sleep for a little bit and go right back into work. And I'm like, all right, just we'll, we'll put your membership on pause and we'll see you in a month after it calms down for a little bit. Do you, um, do you have unique hours to accommodate the people that are working? I I originally when I thought of our hours that I thought hey, like maybe a midnight class could work. And I was like like throwing around some different ideas like that. But at the end of the day, most people are pretty set to the same hours as every other gym. It's like, hey, 6 a.m. typically is one early as you want to go. And it starts dying off after the 7 o'clock class. I could probably add an 8, maybe even go into a 9, but it would just bleed out the 7. Like I feel like most people would – can get it or make it work in that time without extending further and further into the evening time. There, there is a little bit of a push out there in the CrossFit community to be open 24 hours a day. Have you yeah. considered that here? I, I looked into it, but the, I, I'm a very, if, and nobody here is kind of looking at the gym, but I'm a very OCD type person when it comes to how to treat the equipment. Your gym how, is very clean, how very how, organized. How I everything put away is all of Roz's equipment. Yeah. <laughs> we both did as she was laying on the floor. No. No, she beat us in the workout. Uh, but I, I don't like I mean if I'm not here, I feel like people treat equipment differently. They're loading improperly on the bar. There's a bunch of tens on there. They're dropping stuff from overhead. And and I mean I'm very I, I don't I don't want people to be here without a coach. I feel like I would be sitting on, on my computer at home watching the security cameras and then coming in over the intercom saying, hey, like, please don't drop that dumbbell from overhead. And people would be looking up and around being like, where is this coming from? Uh, but I had looked into it. I thought about it. Um, I just didn't feel that that fit back into the, hey, like CrossFit is to be coached. And I mean, if you want to do your own, like there's gyms that have open gym space. There's gyms that you can go in and like your global gyms that have functional fitness areas now. I felt like, hey, they're paying a membership. They're paying for coaching. Let's let's provide the coaching. Let's show them why they should be here during a class, not just giving them extra hours to come in and, and back squat. 
What is the greater Las Vegas CrossFit community like? Are you guys supportive of one another? It's good. I mean, there's a lot of community events in terms of different workouts. Like there's another one that's coming up uh, at the end of this month called the Apollo Games, which I did last year with one of our other coaches. Um, They're fun. I mean, it's – I'll be honest. It's just like any other – metropolitan type city i mean as much as everybody's like oh like people live here like yes like there's doctors there's bankers there's like health like there's like grocery stores we don't all live in hotel rooms in the luxor and well, then like Roz and i drove in from we you know we landed in boulder where'd we drive Roz? we drove to moab we drove to the grand canyon and we drove to here now yeah and i was amazed that there's such a vast amount of land in the United States that's yeah, just empty. not used. Empty. Yes. I mean, first of all, the Grand Canyon itself is huge. Yeah. Roz and I walked almost the entire South Rim. And then driving here, it's just like land. But then all of a sudden you get to Vegas. Yeah. And it's like the city, and I was doing some research, it's like the 28th biggest city in the country yeah. or the world even. But it, it is cool, like you say, that this is a city, there's yeah. a Whole Foods, there's this. But it's in the middle of the desert. Yeah. No, and I get it every time. I mean, it, the, the number one question that I'm asked by a drop-in is, what, what do you have members? No, do you have members? <laughs> like, you have members here? Like, yes, people live here in Vegas. And How like, many members do you have? Uh, 146 last time I checked. All right, so there's people listening, you know, box owners, and, you know, they. I've always told box owners, if you have 100 members, like, you're yeah. running a successful box. Yeah. You're out here in Vegas with 146 yeah. members. Substantial. Yeah. Give me give me the one thing that the strip CrossFit does well that that's why your box is successful. I, I think that we're a very structured class from start to finish. We I like that of, you didn't say community because yeah. every box would say community. Yeah. Structured no, class. Yeah, structured class. Each of our coaches, um, I make them sit through a month of watching me coach a class and then I also make them then replicate it the class after. Um, get them comfortable going through the progressions that everybody goes through a warm-up, that we all move through together, that it's not written on the board, that the coach is there to coach and to guide the hour of the class. We get people from all over that will sometimes like – the class will start at 8 a.m., for instance, and they already have their box out and their 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 wall ball and everything already set up in their stations. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're like – that's at the end. Like that's the last fifteen minutes. We got forty-five more minutes of making sure you're warm and stretching and opening up everything. They're like, oh, like like usually we just kind of warm up ourselves and three, two, one, go at eight o'clock. And I'm like, no, 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 no. no. And I mean, a lot of that I, I got to take um, give credit to. I mean, I was a member at Max Effort with Zach Forrest, who's a, another a CrossFit HQ staff yeah. member, um, and it was ingrained that hey, like we all warm up together, we all move together, the coach leads, and it's just kind of that six years of having that and kind of always, hey, nobody does it on their own. We all go through it together. We all warm up and that it's the coach's job to make sure that the hour moves on that pace. Um, so, I mean, I, I took a lot of those kind of things in terms of like wanting to replicate that and making sure that um, no matter if you came to the 6 a.m., the noon or the 5 p.m., that it was the same consistent workout, that there wasn't one coach doing a really good job and the other ones kind of were kind of a free-for-all, that everybody follows that same kind of template. I love it. Roz, do you have any questions for Joe while you're here? No dinner recommendations well, yeah, or shows? Or- I was just about to ask, um, can you give me your top three uh, favorite foodie spots? So top three, just in case you can't hear, Roz asked Joe, 
for his top three favorite foodie spots in Las Vegas, I assume. In Las Vegas or on the Strip? No, just in Las, Las Vegas. The greater Las Vegas area so that we can go to. Because yeah. Joe, for the record, fantastic recommendation last night. Goemon. Yes. All-you-can-eat sushi. Roz was hesitant. She doesn't yeah. like buffets. It's I, not buffet. You order everything off the see, menu. See, that's the difference. And it's amazing. I miss. I misspoke, and she was he giving told me, me a. It was a buffet, and I was like, I don't do buffet. There's a. There's yeah. a. There's I'm a, a fine shop. line. Buffets have kind of become the word signifying you can eat as much as you want. Correct. You know, and I, I posted that picture last night and tagged you in it because that was the quint. I said to Roz, I just took the quintessential picture of you. You're at a restaurant on your phone trying to figure out your macros. Because you want to find the perfect balance of I want to enjoy this, but I want to hit my numbers. Correct. And I ate so, so much <laughs> that I really had a hard time yeah. sleeping. Yeah. Like that's how much I ate. I had 34 pieces it's, of sushi. It's tough, yeah. It's plus a, big a menu. rainbow roll. It's a big menu. Yeah. yeah. And it was and a seaweed salad. Yeah. Uh, it was del- it was great sushi. Yeah. I got uni. So I'd like to go back there tonight. Can we go back there tonight, Roz? No, there's so many other good ones. Yes, you will. Like you me. can go to a different all-you-can-eat There's like one fly circling us, yeah, by the way. One that's that's like yeah. We're on video, unfortunately, yeah, which makes like it so s- that we're like smacking the fly. But give okay, answer Roz's question, please. Three spots, and we're going to go to one tonight. Pizza Rock. I'm in. They have... I'm in, Roz. Eight different, eight different types of doughs of pizzas. Can we go there? And beers, if you like craft beer. Are we going to have to and, wait a long time? No, there's no wait at most of them. That Guayamon is just because it's a very small one. It's good. That's why I told you to go to that one. Well, There's other the, ones where you wouldn't have to wait. And the Uber driver was like, how did you know about this? Yeah. And I was like, hey, my buddy yeah. Joe recommended it. And yeah, there's kind of there's other ones that are bigger, like in terms of like all-you-can-eat sushis, that you wouldn't have to wait, but that one's worth the wait in terms of quality. Ross um, is giving up the wrap-it-up Yeah, Yeah, number, number two, something on the strip, Monami Gabi. Um, not necessarily straight for the food, but because they have the patio that overlooks the Bellagio fountains. All right, we that went there be, last night. Um, awesome place. Just, I mean, atmosphere-wise, you can kind of watch kind of the fountains and relax outside as long as it's not 110 degrees outside. Um, and then number three, the one that I recommended to you, if you want a buffet on the strip, go to the Bacchanal at Caesars. I think you um, told us that. We're about that tomorrow, right? Yeah, it is the one buffet that, I mean, they it's not put out in large portions. They, re, they refill it. Uh, very quickly so that it's kind of fresh, more fresh food. Um, and then if you want to get off the strip, I mean, there's a million different restaurants. Uh, but no, we got I, it. We're going to go yeah. to Bacchanal tomorrow. We're yeah. going to hit Pizza Rock tonight. There's multiple locations for Pizza Rock, so you can go to a couple different ones. They're not far. There's right. one downtown on the uh, old strip, and then there's one on uh, in Green Valley, which is their uh, original one. Well, I love it. Hey, yeah. Joe, um, one other question. Last one. Yeah. A book Shoot. that you recommend. I always like to ask my guests – for a book they recommend. It could be anything. I've had the Bible from Greg Amundsen all the way to uh, my book. Yeah? What's no, no book? one has mentioned my book. You don't no? even know it? Well, we, Roz and I have, have owned, to look it up. We have on your eating the definitive guide to flexible eating. Roz put out a journal. So you guys can obviously check that out on ownyoureating.com. And of course, best hour of their day is set to hit bookshelves around the internet uh, in the near yeah. future. But do you have a book you recommend? I'll be honest, I haven't read a book since high school. I hate to say that. I just started trying to, based on some of your podcasts, looking into other people's books looking that they've books. recommended. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm I'm a I'm an articles guy. I, I've been like I read and like listen to a lot more stuff. All right, than give what us I one thing that you think the listeners should check out. Um other than best hour of their day. Other than best hour of their They're day. Already here. Um I would say the 
uh, active life, um, being able to coach people through recovery if they get hurt. That's one of the best ones that I've found. Um, I, I also spend quite a bit of time, I, I hate to say it, but on CrossFit.com going back through all the old Oh, articles. don't hate that. That's great. No, I mean, I know that's a generic kind of uh, ploy to it, but it, it's probably one of my favorite things where, I mean, if, especially just looking at how things have changed over the years with that and how teaching this, like the basics has still been the kind of the base of what we're doing and, and what we're kind of bringing to people that are just checking out CrossFit 13 years later. Hey, the basics work. I appreciate yeah. you letting us drop in. I appreciate oh, you, you coming on the yeah. podcast. It's my, my first podcast. Well, you did a great first job. First interview, actually. You did a great yeah. job, and I appreciate the food recommendation. So yeah. those that want to check out Joe, you can check out the Strip CrossFit on yeah. Instagram. And do you have a personal Instagram? Um, JTPLV uh, is my personal. But yeah, the Strip CrossFit, I answer all the uh, questions on there if you're looking to drop in or uh, plan a time through Vegas. Hit up Vegas. Hit up the Strip CrossFit. You won't regret it. Beautiful box. Great guy. Thank you very much, Joe. Absolutely. Thank you. We got video. <laughs> we got to handshake it. Yeah. And the, All right. Uh, we're real back. For those of you that uh, might have thought you were going to tune out for a sec, Joe thought of something. Joe. The uh, craziest thing in a, like a drop-in's ever done was uh, we are getting ready for a workout, and the guy brings out his giant roll of tape and starts wrapping one of my bars with tape. And if, if you don't know how tough it is to take off tape when you don't, tape any of your bars you're very like that is rude of not, that guy. and it wasn't it wasn't a open workout it wasn't a like named workout it just happened to be a toes to bar workout and he's like i don't do toes to bar on a non-tape bar and i said well you're gonna learn it today and <laughs> or started ripping some- it back yeah started ripping it back off the rig but yeah he was a uh, he was a master's athlete actually top 200 in the world and he said, I've never done toes to bar without a tape bar. And I said, well, we're going to learn it today. And, and that was the most awkward conversation having with somebody about the way that they uh, presented a workout, I guess you could say. I love it. Thanks for that bonus content. Yeah. Unknown and unknowable people get used to Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, one more time, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and send us any feedback you have to at best hour of their day on Instagram and best hour of their day at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email. We appreciate you. Thanks again. Have a great rest of your day.